Hey everyone, this is Luke Bisson, and this is a Grounding on the Go for September 19th, 2016. Um, I just thought I'd hit you guys up real quick and put out my little uh, list here that I have for uh, waiver wire grabs for week three. Um, I've got a lot of uh, messages from people that listen to the uh, normal podcast uh, which right now is being recorded on Wednesdays so that we have time to put together a uh, comprehensive list of our uh, rankings and whatnot. Uh, but we're not getting it out fast enough for uh, people who uh, have uh, waiver wire questions. So I thought I'd put my list together tonight real quick while I'm watching uh, Monday Night Football and uh, see what you guys think. Um, first of all, uh, the quarterback position. Uh, if for some reason either Fitzpatrick or Joe Flacco are on waivers in your league and you need a you need a uh, a quarterback, that's the way to go. I I think that Mike Wallace is doing good things in uh, Baltimore and really helping out. Uh, and Fitzpatrick, you know, between uh, we're, we're still waiting to hear on the MCL issue with uh, uh, Brandon Marshall, but Eric Decker is there. And Quincy Anunua uh, is uh, starting to show up pretty regularly. So, you know, I think those are the two obvious guys. Uh, the one that just popped up for me uh, this week that I feel is a little higher up than what I would consider to be uh, an emergency pick uh, is uh, Sam Bradford. Uh, he looked pretty good for his first game out there in Minnesota. And uh, I think that he's gonna he's gonna be the one to sit there and get the team going and now that Adrian Peterson could be out for a significant amount of time throwing to Stefan Diggs is not exactly uh you know for the whole entire game Stefan Diggs had 170 some odd yards and a touchdown that may become like the norm <laughs> because that line does not uh run block very well um, now, I do have a couple guys on here that I would say to pick up only in an emergency. I call them the dire straight picks. And if you are in dire straits for a quarterback and there's no one really out there, uh, the two guys that I would suggest are either Trevor Simeon out there in Denver. Uh, he's, he's doing enough, but he does have, he does make mistakes, you know, so don't expect him to be a world beater at all, but he does enough to get his team where it needs to be. Um, and then Blaine Gabbert. Once again, he's not going to win you anything, but he's going to be able to get you enough points to you know, hopefully stay competitive. And at times, he could, he could surprise. Uh, moving into the running backs, uh, I'm looking at my list here, and I, I noticed a lot of people have Jarek McKinnon really, really high like their, as their first option. And... My problem with Jarek McKinnon being super high on the list is we saw what the O-line was doing with Adrian Peterson back there. Uh, not to mention, you know, it's going to be some form of a uh, running back by committee with Matt Asiata back there. So for me, my first pick is actually Charles Sims. Uh, I think he's the obvious choice for the first overall selection. And with... Uh, the muscle hamster needing a little bit of time, however much that may end up being, I think Charles Sims, even when or if uh, Doug Martin comes back, Charles Sims is going to have a role. Now, he may not be on your waivers, 
uh, because you know you play in leagues that are a little higher than 16 as a total roster, and Charles Sims gets eaten up. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was around 100 in a PPR, you know, a PPR list for uh, drafting. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. Um, but if he is out there, grab him. My number two is Shane Vereen. Uh, apparently Jennings left with, it, with his hand and his uh, uh, thumb in some form of a cast, so who knows what he's going to be looking at. And he had two chances at the one last week and failed on both of them. But the given those chances and everything, it spells to me that there is going to be a use for him, and eventually he's going to hit. So he's number two. DeAndre Washington, if he's still on there, it's obvious that Latavius Murray is the not even really the lead back. He's he's in an RBBC. Uh, so you know, as a matter of fact, a little bit farther down the list, I also have in in the dire straits. I have Jalen Richard. So I mean, I'm I have both uh, both of the Oak I was not Oklahoma, but the Oakland uh, running backs that are behind uh, Latavius Murray represented in this list. Uh, after Washington, though, I do have Jarek McKinnon finally, and then I have two PPR only uh, running backs, and Chris Thompson and James White. You know, if if you're in a standard, don't even bother touching them. They are not going to help you out in that sense because they're the they're the pass catchers. But Chris Thompson's going to be there. Matt Jones needs you know help, and Chris Thompson will be doing that. And then James White is the guy until Deion Lewis comes back. And, you know, that's honestly an if right now. You don't know. Uh, and then my dire straits, uh, Devontae Booker, he looked better in his second week. I think that, you know, behind Denver's line, uh, just running backs in general can do a good job. So I would expect Booker to continue to grow. Um I also have, like I said, Jalen Richard. Then I also have uh, Matt Asiata. I think Matt Asiata there is a nice grab. He's he's basically like your goal line back, so he's kind of role dependent. But he will get, you know, ten touches, maybe get forty yards, and then hopefully one of those to two of those is a goal line work. You never know. And then finally, uh, I have Cameron Artis Payne on here. Uh, week one, he was a. Um, uh, a healthy scratch, uh, and I know Fozzie Whitaker is doing stuff in uh, Carolina with with his over 100 yard game this past week after uh, Jonathan Stewart went out. I just I don't know if it's going to stay like that. I don't know if I buy it, uh, but I, I do know that last year Cameron Payne was the obvious backup, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on then to the wide receivers, my number one with a bullet is Philip Dorsett, and that's just because you know Dante Moncrief with the injury that he has, there we're waiting to find out still at this point how much longer he's going to be you know out if he's out for any extended amount of time, and Philip Dorsett is able to come in and maybe slightly be slightly less than what we expect out of Moncrief. Um, but it just it really depends also on what kind of Andrew Luck we're going to see. <laughs> I mean, uh, if there had, if you look at the first two weeks in a season and there is no discrepancy more from the quarterback position than week one Andrew Luck versus week two Andrew Luck. 
and I really do hope that it's closer to the first week because a lot, you know, it, it seemed like it was so much better in the sense that he, he over 300 yards, multiple touchdowns, and then, but that, you know, that was against Detroit, and then all of a sudden he walks into uh, Denver's defense and throws multiple picks. He has one touchdown. It was a very, very bad week. And Philip Dorsett's going to need to step up and, may, and and be able to get the ball so that you have more week ones from Andrew Luck this year. So, uh, ideally, Dante Moncrief isn't out at all, but beggars can't be choosers. Uh, second on my list is uh, Tyrell Williams. I, I would assume that people grabbed him last week. But... For a while, there was a conversation that Dontrell Inman, Inman was the guy to grab. And so maybe for some reason, he's still out there. If he is, grab him, grab him, grab him. Especially if you're in a PPR league, he is the guy you want. Uh, my third guy is Quincy Inunua. I think that's pretty obvious between the Marshall issue and with the MCL. Uh, two weeks in a row now. You know, he's been a good target, and he's been making plays. So... You know, I expect him to... Uh, it's really weird watching Fitzpatrick attempt to support three wide receivers, uh, and I don't see it being a sustainable thing there. However, yeah, the MCL for Brandon Marshall. If that becomes an issue that takes a long time, I, I am not that concerned having Decker do Decker things and having a Noonwalk kind of just slip in there and take over. Um, so... He would be a good grab. Uh, really quick, just to kind of tidy up the rest of my uh, wide receivers, Jamison Crowder in a PPR league. Uh, I mean, he can go standard, but PPR is not exactly bad either. You know, standard is not that bad either, but PPR is where I'd want him the most. And then I have two guys that were, uh, you know, fantasy darlings that kind of fell off the map last year, and, uh, and Devontae Adams and Nelson Aguilar. Both of these guys, to some degree, are showing up this year. And so, with that in mind, you know, taking late flyer on them. Like, right now, I'm watching Aguilar make some pretty decent catches. And, I mean, we're in the, uh, almost at the end of the third quarter here. And Aguilar has been targeted probably second most only to Jordan Matthews right now. Um, after that, I have Jeremy Curley and Jermaine Curse, and I have Curse on here just because of the Baldwin and Lockett injuries. Either one of them could see some time, you know, out, so he would obviously fill in for them. Uh, on my Dire Straits list, then, I do have three guys. I have Richard Matthews from Tennessee. I have Eli Rogers in a PPR-only format, uh, and I have Terrell Pryor for Cleveland. Uh, it's who knows what's going to happen in Cleveland. Now, they've gone through two quarterbacks in two weeks, and, you know, they just they just signed Charlie Whitehurst, you know, not even an hour ago. Uh, and then you have Cody Kessler. So, <laughs> interesting all around. Um, finally, my uh, uh, tight ends. And looking at the list, my number one guy is actually, I would imagine, kind of a shocker compared to the number two and number three. It's uh, Clive Walford. I want him above everybody else because I feel that's starting to click in Oakland for him. 
Uh, and and he's the guy that's starting. And except for his thing this summer, he really has no injuries to speak of. Uh, my second guy is Dennis Pitta. You know, uh, his hips scare the heck out of me, but what are you going to do? He actually performed against Cleveland last week. Surprise, surprise. And then finally, uh, on my list before we get to the two dire straight guys, is Kyle Rudolph. I think Kyle Rudolph is a good choice, but he also has his own health issues. And so, for me, that's why I have it set where, uh, you know, Clive is my number one. My two dire straight guys, the first one is Jack Doyle. I do think that when things kind of simmer down from being against a Denver uh, defense, you are going to see Doyle, you know, maybe not have his two touchdowns, but he will be given opportunities. And in a pinch, if you are really, really hurting for a tight end and you're trying to take a flyer, he may be the guy you want. And then finally, and for me, this is more so just a, I'm not a big fan of Virgil Green, but he is on this list for me. Um, I would imagine that a lot of people already have him. Uh, but if you don't, you know, for me, he is just a dire straits guy. I think that there's, you know, many, many better options out there. But he is getting end zone targets. So if you do like him, you've probably already snatched him up in the last round. But if you don't like him, he may be a guy you want to just kind of take a look at. Uh, so that's my list. I'm not going to touch uh, defenses or kickers. So, uh, you know, if if you guys have any questions, though, about those two types, just uh, let me know. Uh, you can either write us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com or you can get a hold of me at intentional underscore G on Twitter. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, and uh, I'll talk to you later.